for each one that's in church this morning. It's good to be well, isn't it? Amen. Well, isn't it? Yeah. All right. Well, I'm glad to be in church and feeling, feeling good about being here. Uh, I've started taking a little extra vitamin C because all this stuff that's going around, I don't know whether it helps or not. We'll see. But uh, it's good to be in God's house. Great lesson, Caleb. Did a good job uh, teaching this morning. And I really appreciate it. Even though his brothers were here, uh, he razzed them a little bit. Uh, that happens often in that family, back and forth. They get a lot of razzing, so it didn't bother them at all. But it was a great lesson this morning. Let's bow our heads for a word of prayer. Father, thank you so much for the good day today, for all your blessings, for your presence. Even down through this entire last year, you've been with us all the way. We're indebted to you. We love you. We want to carefully serve you. Through the next years, you would tarry your coming. We just ask, Lord, to keep your hand upon us. Make this day blessed because of your presence. And for all that's done, we'll give you honor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Tonight, communion service will be at 6.30. Uh, Pastor Brent Iser is not feeling well uh, today, so we changed things up a little bit. Brother Wise will be helping us uh, tonight. Pastor David Wise will be with us. He'll be helping us um, tonight in the service. But let's remember that communion service here at the church at uh, 6:30, and then I was going down through the, um, I was going down through the birthdays and anniversaries, and uh, looking here in Jerry and Ellie, that's coming up, pretty quick. And Jerry's sick today, so he's got three days to get better for their anniversary, and uh, that's that's something. Then I look down there, and there's Darren Durkee, and uh, his birthday. Here we come to this end of this year, and already we're starting this new year, and all these things are happening, all these celebrations and things coming about us. And uh, January 14th, I don't know whether this will happen or not, but January 14th, as you know, is my birthday. And I have a birthday gift that's ordered. And I don't know for sure. I think it'd be great if the birthday gift would arrive, special delivery, uh, on my birthday. Because that's when, that's when the little, I was going to say rascal, we don't know that yet. But that's when the little fellers do. But he might come early. We just don't know. So uh, it's exciting. We have a lot of things to look forward to, don't we? Yeah. Amen. I think it's just exciting. So here we come to the, the end of this year. And uh, I don't know. I suppose all of us in our minds, if we take time to pause, we probably look back and say, well, I, I, I wish I could have done that maybe a little better or done maybe a little more of that or maybe have a little regret here or there or whatever the case might be. But now we have opportunity to start out the new year right, okay? So if you do look back and reflect on things where you think maybe you should have, I don't know, done this or that a little bit different, we'll start the new year out right and just ask God to help us as we, as we go through this new year. Who would have ever dreamed? I can remember back when, uh, you know, when they would say things like, uh, in 2025, this is going to take place, or that's going to happen, or this is going to be some new emissions control. Going to be, and I thought, 2025, we'll never get to 2025. Well, it's just around the corner, just a year away. And so it's amazing how time goes on. But live every day of your life as if it was your last day. And that's a good way to live your life. Let's join in with Brother Adrian Sing out. All right, let's get our Christmas books out. Now, there's a lot of different opinions about Christmas songs. Some people are glad when they're over. Uh, 
I, I'm just the opposite. Uh, I could sing Christmas songs all year long. <clears throat> I was in a place of business. It was before Thanksgiving, so uh, before Christmas songs were beginning to, to play a lot. And uh, the place of business had Christmas song on. And this was probably mid-November. And someone was standing in there, and they said, Boy, I'm sick of Christmas music already. And I thought, oh, my goodness, I never get sick of Christmas music. So we're going to sing some Christmas songs uh, this morning yet, at least. Um, I am also doing something different this morning. I have never, ever done this before. But I asked my wife to pick the songs. So uh, we're going to sing the two that she chose this morning. Number 60 to start with. Number 60. And I didn't give her any hints or suggestions. If I would have, I probably would have suggested this one. <laughs> this is one of my favorites. It's number 60. Who is he in yonder stall?
Amen. Amen. So as we enter a new year, let's remember that he is still on the throne and he rules the world. He still rules the world. All right. And the other one is number 31. Number 31. Shh. Why don't we stand as we sing this song? Another beautiful song. Amen. Number 31. <clears throat> From God's heaven. seated. Thank you for your good singing this morning.
praise the Lord. Amen. Isn't Jesus just wonderful? Praise his name. Praise his name. Anybody else have a word of praise on your heart this morning? Share. Sister Cole. I can't say it well enough, but I'm so very thankful for Jesus. And I look back over just this past year, how many prayers he's answered, how much love that was shared to us from our church family, and all of the <coughs> other wonderful things that all of our family could come for Christmas and they were all well. I praise him for all that he means to me. I hope to see him soon. I'm looking forward to it. Amen. Praise his precious name. Praise the Lord. That's wonderful. I'm thankful for the Lord touching me. I'm thankful that I know him. Amen. And that I can walk with him and talk with him and the Holy Spirit helps me and guides me. Many things to being a Christian is a privilege. Yes. Amen. Praise the Lord. Anybody else? I thank the Lord for our traveling mercies. Uh, I drove almost 2,000 miles. We only had one small incident that could have turned into something. But I just thank the Lord for all my brothers and sisters in Christ that have lifted us up in prayer. And I thank Him that He's my Savior. My, I don't want to say, what do they say, New Year's resolution. This is not a resolution. My prayer for next year is that I just go closer to him every day Amen. and just be in his will. Amen. Amen. Glad Deb or Larry made it home. We prayed for him as they traveled. We prayed harder for Larry because we knew Deb was driving. But uh, we're thankful. That was a long journey and uh, out and back, quick journey. But uh, we're thankful they made it home safe. Amen. Anybody else with a word of praise? Well, then let's go to prayer. We need prayer. We have a lot of people who uh, are sick and various different things. Um, here I have a long, a long list. And so let's remember Pastor Brenizer uh, in prayer. And the Lord would touch him physically, give him a special touch. He's not feeling well. Uh, well, he's not been feeling well for several weeks. But uh, it seems like it's maybe a little worse. Let's remember him in prayer. My brother, Ron, I would appreciate prayer for my brother, Ron. He's not feeling well, and he's had this, whatever he has for uh, probably about a month and been in bed most of the time. And so I'd ask you to remember my brother, Ron. And then uh, my wife's Aunt Marge, she's in hospital now with COVID. She has COVID, and uh, she's not doing well, so we would appreciate you remembering her. She's up in New York. And then think about um, Carrie's dad. Uh, Greg has, he has COVID as well. And he needs our prayers. Beverly is not feeling well today. Let's remember her. Naomi is not feeling well. Bernice is not feeling well. Um, Jerry's not feeling well. The Zooks are here. So they're feeling better, I hope. Don't anybody shake their hand. <laughs> no, no. Uh, we're thankful that they're, they're here. But... Um, and then Pat, we want to continue to remember Pat. And good to have Kim with us today, but let's remember Pat. She's, she's suffering and uh, thankful for what the Lord's done in her life. But let's do continue to remember her in prayer. My next, my neighbor across the road, kind of across the road, catty corner up in the woods, uh, Jim, uh, just found out that he has cancer here just a little bit before Christmas. He's not well. And so I would ask you to uh, remember uh, the Grays and fam uh, this family in prayer. The Lord would help. And touch there. Then today we're praying for the Millmont Church. 
So let's remember Brother McMillan, his church uh, there, Brother Kate Davis, his assistant, praying the Lord would touch and help them. Do you have any requests on your heart that you think you want to make mention of? Ellie, Stephen, all right. Remember Stephen in prayer. Very dear friends and best friends of ours for many years. Uh, Fred Yagel is in dire need of prayer. He had an appointment Thursday at the doctor's office and they admitted him immediately to the hospital. His right carotid artery is completely blocked, but the thing is, is that he had cancer years ago and had radiation, and I don't understand it all, but it did something, you know, like to the arteries and stuff. So he's being operated on Tuesday. They won't give him any percentage of survival. He's either going to die on the table, have a major stroke, they told him, or he'll come true. And he, I believe in my heart the only way he's going to come true is by God's hand. All right. His first name is Fred? Fred Yates. Okay. Let's remember this request. Amen. Let's remember the Christians in Nigeria. I was just reading about that yesterday. I believe it was over 100 massacred on a person's day just because they're Christians. And 50-some thousand in the last 15 years. So. All right. Let's remember this. That is, that's a, that is a world issue, actually. Um, when you when you consider that people gleefully murdering for the just for the sport, uh, that's just a horrible thing. Our world is so far from God, so far from God, and so let's remember this situation. Just our world. Uh, we need revival all across our land, don't we? All across America, all across the globe, we need revival in the churches. If the churches that exist today would get back to God, it'd make a difference in our world. And so um, let's just be praying. Then I think about um, Sister Dorothy. I want to continue to remember her in prayer. She's still holding on. And uh, thankful for all of her caregivers that are around her and helping her. But uh, let's do continue to remember her in prayer. Anything else on your heart? All right, all right, let's remember the bus outreach, all that's involved there, all the workers, all the doors that are getting knocked on, and, and all the families that are touched by this. Our neighbor's father passed away at a funeral coming up this week, and tried to make impacts there. Okay, all right, let's pray for this situation. Unspoken request, I'm sure, by upraised hands, uh, things that are on our hearts that we can't uh, necessarily share publicly, but the Lord knows about them, doesn't he? And we can take them and we can pray. We can pray one for another. Lord, you know what every upraised hand represents. You know the burdens and the needs and the, uh, struggles, difficulties uh, on people's hearts and minds and what's there today. And so we just trust him and believe him. So thankful for the power of prayer today. Let's stand together. Brother Stefano, will you lead us in prayer?
Ushers, will you come? We'll come to you for the regular morning tithes and offering. Brother Lance, can you help us here, please? Brother Lance, you pray over the offering then, please do. Thank you. Lord, thank you for
Thank you for your giving. Thank you for that offertory. Love that song. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, we have a special number in song by the, I think in the, on our, I think on our schedule it says the Mason men. The Mason men. So I'm looking forward to this. I didn't know there was Mason men. I thought there was a Mason man and Mason boys, but wow, how they grow up so fast, don't they? They just grow up. So today we've got the Mason men we're looking forward to. with 
Hosanna, Hosanna, the whole world is singing, the hope of all ages is come. Sing His praise, sing His greatness, let King of kings and Lord of lords. At the sound of the trumpet, the skies blaze with Thunder with God's judgment ringing. But the saints have no fear, their Redeemer has come. Praise the Lord through all ages, they're Hosanna, Hosanna, the whole world is singing, the hope of all ages is come. Sing His praise, sing His greatness, let Kings and Lord of Lords, Hosanna, Hosanna, the whole world is singing, the hope of all ages is Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, Masons. That was wonderful. Amen. How many of you remember, just comes to my mind, when Michael was little Michael? Anybody remember that? Arnery? Uh, but I remember that. And now, Kyle 
is in the Penview Quartet. I mean, what has happened? Where has time, where's time gone? Well, it's amazing. Wow. We're all getting older, aren't we? We're all getting older. I mean, it won't be long until Kyle will be married, and they'll, Michael and Crystal will have 13 grandkids. And time goes by so fast. But 2 Corinthians chapter 4, 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Let's stand together. We'll begin reading verse number 15 down through the end of the chapter. So much more in 2024. That's what I want to talk to you about. So much more in 2024. Verse number 15, chapter 4, 2 Corinthians. For all things are for your sakes, that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God. For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Brother Eric Black, yes, blessing on the message this morning. Thank you for everything you've done for us. Thank you for coming to earth, for dying on the cross. Thank you for giving us a good year. Help us to do our best next year to serve you, to love you, and just be pleasing to you. In your name, amen. You seated? The Susans, brother and sister Eric and Eric and Jill and the family are away uh, today and uh, up in New York. Um, and I got a neat picture last night. Did anybody else get the picture last night? Anybody else get a picture? All right, well, Pastor got a picture last night and a story to tell. But I'm going to let somebody else tell it, so you just keep wondering. But uh, I think it would be good to remember them. They'll be traveling back uh, this way. And I think about different ones that are out traveling. I know Kevin and Brianna are away. Uh, with Brianna's family. And uh, hopefully if Brother Brenizer gets feeling well, they'll get to go be with their family. They're, they've had a delayed in Christmas already. And uh, it was going to be gone last week and didn't work out. Different things had happened. So they're hoping to get to go uh, this week. So let's pray that he gets feeling better and uh, so they can go out there and, and be with Brother and Sister King. Well, I'll be the first to admit that this past year has brought uh, trials and uh, uh, changes, we'll say changes, and frankly, several things that I was not prepared for. Uh, when you think about, uh, I don't know, the 365 uh, days counting today that we've come through. Uh, while at the same time, I just have to tell you, as a Christian, grace has been there, strength, comfort, guidance. The very presence of Jesus has been uh, just uh, noticeably present uh, all along the way. Remember the 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 writer, of the Hebrews pen something concerning our Lord. He said, he hath said, I will never leave thee. I will never leave thee. Don't you like that? Nor forsake thee. So that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what man shall do unto me. And the last thing that Matthew records 
uh, concerning uh, the words of Jesus. In fact, the last thing in his writing that he records, the Lord saying this, and I think this is powerful for our day, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Especially as of recent, I guess, but uh, I guess it's maybe it's developed, maybe it's the older you get, I don't, I don't know, but uh, it, it just seems to me that when you get to this point, the end of one year and you anticipate the next year, that uh, it, it seems like the next year can be both uh, alarming uh, and yet revealing. Um, alarming with the many unpredictable things that will be launched at us, I'm sure, as we see what's happening in our world and even in our own country. And yet revealing in the fact that we know, because we have a track record. If you serve God one day, you have a track record. But if you serve God for 40 years, I'm coming up on my 40-year birthday. If you serve God for 40, you have a track record of looking back and saying, seeing, observing, watching, witnessing, knowing in your heart that God's been with us. God's helped. And uh, God's brought us uh, through much. And so you face this next year, and, and uh, it's revealing of the mighty hand of God, the lifting hand of God, sometimes even carrying his dear children along, as the songwriter uh, said. But... Um, even though the outward man faces oncoming challenges, uh, the inward man is renewed every single day. Now, sometimes I would like if the outward man would get a little touch of that once in a while, that renewing. But, uh, you know, it just deteriorates and we're getting old and, and uh, decrepit and falling apart. But uh, the inward man is where our focus is and we're refreshed, we're renewed. Uh, a year ago, there was little idea as to what the next 12 months would hold for us. Um, some of the things that happened, I would have never dreamed of. Now, now, some of the things that happened, I would say, were kind of in the shadows lurking. They didn't necessarily take us by surprise. But some of the things that happened in this last year, uh, I guess it never would have entered my mind uh, a year ago. But through it all, God has been there. And there have been powerful notes of victory in 2023. Uh, powerful notes of victory, some blessed times of assurance where he came and just helped, and some mighty answers to some big prayers this last year. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, as a matter of fact, there's been some huge answers to prayer in 2023. God's not dead. He's still alive. And uh, that's encouraging to me. But to me, it also feels like it's been the busiest year of my life. Does anybody else feel that way? I think I hear it from others. It's been the busiest year of your life. I don't know what that is. I don't know. Uh, it's probably not reality. It probably just uh, feels that way. Uh, maybe it is that the older we get. I don't know. But, um, but my testimony would be this, that he has been there every step of the way. He has been there every step of the way. The songwriter said, I never walk alone. I have a Savior. And I can say that the experience from this past year provide confidence for the next year. If, you allow, if you've walked with the Lord, the experiences from this past year bring confidence into what's coming in 2024. And as believers, uh, we offer no complaints because we can say with thankful, grateful hearts, even concerning difficulties or trials that we might have faced this last year, uh, we can say all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. 
This past year, I thought often about the words of a song, God is working out his purpose. Um, thought about it on a regular basis through different events. Uh, as I'm reminiscing and going back through uh, the year, just yesterday, as a matter of fact, as I realized I was going to be preaching uh, this morning, but going back through and thinking about things that happened in January and then moving to the month of February and going through various things uh, that took place. Uh, some maybe would be church related or church family related or school related or family related or just personal uh, issues or something. But going through uh, those uh, particular things that have happened, um, I, I just would say this. Honestly, from my heart, I just have to testify and say God is working out his purpose. He's, he's, he's busy doing, working, moving, advancing his cause. Just what exactly is his purpose? Well, he's not willing that any should perish. And therefore, he continually works. God continually works to save mankind. And so some of the circumstances that happen in our lives, uh, they're not by accident. Because God's been involved. Because God's interested in you. And God's interested in your soul. And God's interested in your future. So sometimes God takes us to places where we get interested in those things that he's interested in. Sometimes God allows things in our life to cause us to say, wait a minute. There's something more to life than what I've noticed thus far. And so he brings us to a place, and there's a chorus that goes over and over in our minds that says, strength for today is mine all the way and all I need for tomorrow. My Lord knows the way through the wilderness, and all I have to do is follow. Well, sometimes, you know, if you go through life, you kind of think, well, I'm in the wilderness now. I'm in a dark place. I'm in a tunnel. I'm in a valley. I'm in a difficult time of my life. Always remember during those difficult times in your life that God knows the way through. And God will certainly endeavor to take you through. This day-by-day day renewing, it doesn't erase the pain and the suffering of yesterday, but it does make it bearable, and it also helps to prepare us for the challenges of tomorrow. But I've often thought about something the Apostle Paul said, and as far as I know, this is the only time he used the word. In fact, it's the only time I think the word is found in the King James Version. I think there's some others maybe that would use this word a couple other places. But uh, in the King James, we find this word, and I like it so very, very much. It has a lot of meaning. And I think about this, what he said. He was speaking to a group of believers concerning both his yesterdays and his tomorrows. And he said this, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do. Here's the word, forgetting. Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let us, therefore, as many as be perfect, be thus minded, or think along the same lines. And if in anything you be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. That sounds like a man whose mind is made up, whose heart is fixed, whose desire is set, whose goal is singular. Now concerning the word forgetting, meaning to, to lose out of your mind. Not to lose your mind, but to lose out of your mind. 
when I read that definition, I thought, uh, well, that's a, that's a good definition to lose out of your mind. But there's got to be more to it. There's got to be something else there. It's not just to lose out of your mind. Because we can do that by accident, can't we? We can lose something out of our uh, mind by accident. And we don't mean to. We try to remember things, and it doesn't always work. But I, I was digging a little farther, and it means this, this word forgetting, to be forgetful on purpose. Brother Spanger, why would anybody want to do that? Well, I think Paul wanted to do that. I'd like to be able to talk about the reason why. To, to forget about things on purpose, or as one writer said, to forget about something by choosing to do so. By choosing to do so. I don't want to spend any time here, but we're not just talking about hurts and painful things. We all like to forget about those things. But he's talking about something else here. He's given us some, some words of admonition here into another line of truth. To forget about something by choosing to. He was not going to allow his yesterdays to hinder his tomorrows. But instead he would allow them to be a foundation for further strengthening in his life, in his faith, in his focus. Whether there was good or bad or both, he was not going back to any of it, but rather he was moving on to bigger, better, and brighter things before him. He was reaching forward, pressing onward toward the ultimate goal. And I think it's important to point out that he was not ignoring the past, but he was not dwelling on the past. Yesterday was but a stepping stone in his pathway for tomorrow. A startling place, if you will, that uh, something that happened in your life that maybe, I don't know, caused you to go to prayer or brought you to your senses, that thing that caused you to recognize your need for salvation, the gift of grace, that startling that happened, that then became a starting place in your life in serving the Lord, if you will. But the mission is not yet accomplished. There's no cause for self-complacency. There's no resting because of achievements. He didn't stop breathing today because he faithfully breathed all day yesterday. Sadly, some people still rely on yesterday's commitments for tomorrow's security. And if it's been maintained, that's wonderful. But when it becomes cloaked in complacency and self-righteousness, it becomes invalid and void. I'm talking about the starting place of your Christian walk. Sometimes where Paul says, you know, hitherto I've come. And it isn't that I dismiss those things altogether and put no merit in them, but I don't dwell there anymore. I'm walking with the Lord. I'm growing. I'm developing. I'm pressing on. I still have the same goal fixed in my mind. It concerns me that so many place their confidence in a profession of faith from years ago. Now, I don't think you can forget when you get, got saved. I don't think you can forget when you came to Christ, nor do I think you should. 
But I think there has to be continual development in your life. You just can't go by your yesterday. It's sad when people settle down in their profession while the possession has leaked out long, long ago. There's no joy, no overflow, no outgo, no inflow. Just an old dried up profession that one time I was saved or one time I came to Christ. If they do testify today, it's never with clarity about a work of grace which God continues to perform in their hearts. It's often about a little blessing or some encouragement that they assign to him. Some people's testimony has for years been about God helping them with their struggles and never about a clear victory or a committed pathway forward. You know, really, Paul's saying, those things might have been good in my life, but I can't stay there, can't dwell there. This is exactly what he's saying when he said, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth to those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. So grateful that he made the start, but very determined to keep on going. I was reading the other morning early from a book from A.W. Tozer. He said something uh, many years ago that I think is also plaguing us today. He said, Christians seem to be very, a very sad people. They are not the happy sort that they ought to be, he said. And that is why their testimony is wavering and ineffective. He said, the gleam has gone out of most Christians' eyes, and the shine has disappeared from the countenance, and the testimony is no longer sparkling and contagious. Folks, this is what Paul's talking about. This is what Paul's guarding against. A.W. Tozer uh, wasn't a jovial person, happy-go-lucky person. He was very burdened with the conditions of the church in his preaching, in his, even in his fellowship, in his mentoring of younger guys. He was very burdened with the condition of the church in his day. He wasn't necessarily saying that we should go around all the time and be giddy. But he was saying this, there's joy in your heart if it's real today. <laughs> Concerning our text, Barnes said something I think is very interesting. He said, there is an allusion here undoubtedly to the Grecian races. He said, one running to secure the prize would not stop to look behind him to see how much ground he had run over. Or who of his competitors had fallen or lingered in the way. He would keep his eye steadily on the prize and strain every nerve that he might obtain it. If his attention was diverted for a moment from that, it would hinder his flight and might be a means of his losing the crown. Thank God for where he has brought you from. Thank God for all he's done in your life, for all the many answers to prayer, for all the touches of his grace and healing. Thank God for all of those things. But I pray that God will give us something brand new and fresh every day this coming year. Something real and vibrant in our lives. Sometimes contentment, you see, can breed complacency. And I think Paul was careful never to allow this to happen in his life. As a believer, it is important to forget how much ground we've already covered. Or, or we might... We might start focusing on where we've been 
more than where we're going. I know it's important for the ministry. I know it's important for the ministry, but I would also say it's important for the Christian in general to never look back too long at what we have done, but continue looking forward at what lies ahead. We can never be satisfied with milestones and accomplishments. Although we regard them and we respect them, we're looking away from them. That's not our focus. We're looking to the goal. Well, this is not a new principle or a strange one. Nowadays, we celebrate children graduating from kindergarten, don't we? And it's fun. Let's keep doing it. We celebrate children graduating from kindergarten. But we don't wish them to go through life informing the world that they graduated from kindergarten. We want them to develop. We want them to go on. If it's anywhere like around here, we have graduation from fifth grade. And not too long ago, sixth grade. And maybe next year, seventh grade. But we have these graduations, not, not as stopping points, but as milestones, as markers. And we say, good job, buddy. You did good with your ABCs. But we don't want them to stay there. We don't want them to stop there. So it's not a new principle thing that he has, Paul. Nor do we wish for people to be 45 years old and their only accomplishment is that they pass their GED. If you did, that's great. But we want people to progress on. Those things are great accomplishments, but there's more and then more. We are always grateful when someone prays through to salvation. And if we had a small part in it, well and good, but the missionary doesn't stop when he has reached a family because there's the whole village. And I would encourage you today, if you're where you ought to be, don't you be satisfied with that. You look for the next one to win. And if your family's where they ought to be, don't you be satisfied with that. You look for the next family to reach. For all the accomplishments up to this point in Paul's life, truly he was grateful for, which we have record of, he mentioned. But he was still not going to stand still or even coast a bit. He was engaged, very much engaged in reaching the goal, pressing on. My challenge to you is this. Don't be satisfied with where you've been or what you've done. God has so much more in 2024. Run, run, run. Shall we stand? Brother Adrian, will you dismiss us in prayer?